Hello, my dears. Hello, my darlings. You've got Mama J in your sweet, sexy little ears again, and I'm here for Sexually Liberated, Unashamed Talk Radio, that little thing I like to call slut radio. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 10. We are in the double digits. It's very exciting. It's very exciting for me, and I thank you guys for, for listening and for coming back for more. So come on in, find a place to sit, get some chips and dip, get you a sausage ball, get you a beer, shake your pom-poms, baby. We are going to talk about some football today, but football with a Mama J twist. This should be more exciting than lemon twist or lime twist. I'm just saying. Anyway, so... Before we uh, start, you know I like to deal with my personal things that are going on. I like to keep you guys updated. So I have a couple of serious issues that uh, I would like to bring up before we start our fun, fun podcast. Uh, I have a little bit of, of drama going on in my inner circle right now. And it's not, it doesn't concern me and it doesn't concern Didi. What's going on is making me reflect on the things that were done to Didi while she was in her engagement. Now, this uh, the drama that's going on in my inner circle is not as serious as a broken engagement. Nobody's engaged. Nobody's married. Uh, nobody's even dating. It, it's just some some drama. But like I said, it's causing me to reflect on Didi and when she was engaged. So I never defended Didi publicly. We kind of had an unspoken agreement that she was going to handle everything on her own without, you know, without my interference, which is fine. And that also includes me sitting down and having a heart to heart with her ex. So I didn't do that. And that's fine. That's that's what Didi wanted. But there's drama in the inner circle that is reminding me of what Didi went through and the fact that I never did publicly defend my daughter. Here we are. So I've got one of my other adopted kiddos right now whose very livelihood is being threatened. Yeah, this, this kind of made me think back to some of the shit that Didi's ex put her through. So I would like to take this opportunity to say a couple of things. I have one child that I actually gave birth to. I have many, many other children that I have taken under my wing for one reason or another, male and female. And I care about all of them very, very much. They're my kids. They may not be the same as Didi because she's my natural born child, but I love them all. And if you fuck with my kids, don't. Just don't. If you have your own personal brand of crazy going on in your head, you do you, boo-boo. I would suggest getting help for it. Uh... And I, I do speak from experience on that one. I have my own mental health issues that I am dealing with. So if you've got your own brand of crazy, that's fine. 
Keep my kiddos out of your crazy. Leave my kids out of it. Okay, that's it. Okay, whew, I'm tense. I am very tense with that. Okay, woo, gotta shake it off. Okay, it is time for my Dave shout out. Yes, Dave Portnoy. Now, this is another kind of sort of serious shout out. Every once in a while, I do give Dave a serious shout out. I, I gave him great big kudos when uh, actually several times on my podcast, I've talked about him and the Barstool Fund. And the last time I checked, which was a couple of hours ago, it was up to almost $35 million and is still going strong. They are still choosing small businesses to support. And it's just awesome. So there's that. And that's not even what I'm here to talk about. No, 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 no. Okay, so you know I lust for Dave. You know that I am a big approver of the Barstool Fund. Yes, I cannot say this enough. I lust after Dave. Dave is, I find him incredibly sexy. And physically, I mean, I do. I find him attractive. I find him physically sexy. But the biggest, biggest thing I find sexy about this man is his integrity. Dave Portnoy is an honest man. He's got a very strong moral compass. He does good things without being asked. He does good things without being asked. He sees a problem. He he tries to fix it. He cares about the average person. Dave, he, he's also very smart. Uh, he's, he's personable. He is, dude, he's one of us. And the thing that's going on with Dave right now, Dave sold some stock and people are losing their minds. Dave lost a lot of money when he sold this stock too. People are absolutely losing their minds because Dave did this and Dude, there is he is not a suit, which is what everybody is calling him, which is his big insult for these Wall Street corporate fat cats who throw people under the bus and sell their own mothers to make a buck. Dave is not that guy. Again, Dave is an honest guy. He's got morals. He he has integrity. Being a suit kind of cancels out having integrity. Dave is not a suit. So if you think Dave is a suit, you need to rethink your incorrect thinking. He's no more a suit than I am. He cares about the average person. He is an average person. Yeah, he's got a lot of money, but he is us. So Dave, I fucking love you. And not just because you're a hottie, baby, but because you've got integrity. So yes, love you, Dave. Keep up the good work. And no, Dave is not a suit. Okay, now this leads me into the next thing I have to say. Okay, I'm done with all the serious stuff. It's time we have some fun now. So this one is kind of fun, but a little risky for me. So I have to give you a disclaimer. 
I don't know much at all about the stock market. I don't know much at all about cryptocurrency. That being said, I do own some Dogecoin. And I'm going to tell you guys to get on the Dogecoin train with me. Um, I've heard it called Dogcoin, Doggycoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. The spelling of it is D as in dog, O-G, so dog, E-C-O-I-N, Dogecoin. Right now, Dogecoin stock is, I'm looking at it on my app, it is five cents a share. Five cents a share. Let me say that again. Five cents a share. You can buy 20 shares for a buck. Okay. I've got a whole $12 wrapped up in Dogecoin. Ooh, yeah, I'm a big spender. But I did, and I didn't do it all at once either. I did this over several transactions because dude, I'm always broke. I have to wait until I have a little bit of extra money and then I'm like, okay, I need to put gas in my car. I've got to buy groceries. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I've got $2 I can put in the stock market today. Okay. And and that's what I do. And I, I would buy some Dogecoin. And right now I've got a lot of shares of it. But like I said, I've only invested 12 whole dollars altogether. And I think the highest that I bought it was just over two cents a share. So right now it's at five cents a share. I have more than doubled my money. So I am going to tell you to get on the Dogecoin train with me and let's ride it. It's all, let's go to the moon. Let's take it to the moon, ride it to the moon. Let's take this doggy coin. I am not, however, going to recommend the app that I am using because the app that I am using is the app that was being a dickhead corporation. I'm just using it because that's what I went in with and I don't want to sell it yet. So I'm, I'm kind of stuck on this app. But Google it, Google Dogecoin and get you some. Get you some and let's drive that price up, ride it to the moon, baby. Let's go. Okay, last night was Wednesday night. You know what happens on Wednesday night, right? That's right. I go out with my buddies and we go to our bar. And it's, it's like I've said before, it's our Knoxville version of Cheers. It's home away from home. Uh, Des, you rock, baby. And it's not just because you're such a cute, luscious morsel. No, no, no. You're a good guy. You take really good care of us. And he was actually in there last night tending bar keeping us rowdy people in line because we were quite rowdy last night and he was writing a paper for one of his college classes and it was uh he was telling me what it was about and it's a it was a very in-depth paper Des, I hope you got an A on it and thanks again for taking such good care of us sweetheart but While my friends and I were at the bar and we were sitting at our table, somehow or another, my friends got to talking about one of their friends. And this guy is, I'm going to call him a right wing nut because that's where his politics are. He's far, far to the right. That's okay. He's, he's got his beliefs. He stands by what he believes in. I'm not going to judge him. I'm not going to shame him. You know that. But 
He is a, a person whose politics are on the far right. He was brought up last night because we were talking about football and basketball and the things that, you know, a group of people are going to talk about right before the Super Bowl. So we were talking about sports. And one of the things that you talk about when sports comes up and sporting events are being discussed, one of the things that could pop up, and it did last night, was the national anthem. But this dude, this right-wing nut dude, came into the conversation regarding the national anthem because he, my friends say, he is a psychopath because, and they don't mean that seriously. Uh, they just, they, it's one of these things that they say. They, they called him a psychopath because when he is at home watching a sporting event, he will stand up during the national anthem at home. And I looked at my friends and I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? I do that. And then I got told, well, you're a psycho too. (laughs) So yes, I am a psychopath because I stand up for the national anthem, even when I'm at home and I do put my hand over my heart. Now, I have reasons that I do that. And if anybody wants to hear those reasons, I'm going to go into them here in just a moment. But I'm not, I'm not a wingnut of either party or either political leaning. I have some views that are left. I have some views that are right. I have some that are far right or far left. And I have a lot of them that are right in the middle. And I don't, I don't, again, I don't judge anybody. I don't, I don't shame anybody because your political views should be your own. And it's very hard to, to figure out where you stand politically, again, on your own, without the influence of the media telling you what to think, without the influence of friends and family telling you what to think. So if you've got your political ideas and you have formed them, good for you. That said, I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you what I told them last night. I also don't have a problem If you decide to take a knee, if you decide not to stand when you hear the anthem, I, as long as you have your reasons behind your decision, and these are reasons that you're good with and reasons that you're comfortable with, then I support your decision. You don't have to stand because I do, and I don't have to kneel because you do, but I can see why you would, and I can see why you might choose to do neither, why you just might choose to sit, and I can respect that. There's nothing wrong with that. I get it. Okay. Now that said, how do I prove that I'm not one of these people that's a wingnut? You know, oh my God, you have to stand for the national anthem and you have to put your hand over your heart and you have to take your hat off and and all this stuff. The only thing I can say in my defense is I have two reasons that I do stand when the national anthem comes on. The only time that I won't stand when the anthem comes on is if I'm in the bathtub or driving a car. Those are the only times that I will not stand when I hear the national anthem. I will stand when I'm at home and I'm watching a sporting event and it comes on. If I hear it, I will do that. If I don't hear it, I'm, you know, not responsible for my actions and all that. But 
if it comes on and I hear it, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to put my hand over my heart and I'm going to do that for the, the entire anthem because I am a former military wife. And not only that, but my ex-husband and I actually lived on a military base. Why does that matter, you ask? Well, that's a good question, says I. On a military base, when the colors are raised or lowered, everything on the base stops, literally. The only thing that doesn't stop is if you've got an incoming vessel of some sort that can't stop, like a ship. You can't just stop a boat or a ship dead in the water. It takes a couple of minutes, and by that time, the flag is either raised or lowered. So a ship or a water-going vessel is just about the only thing that's not going to come to a complete stop, but they will still pay their respects in some way. So that is one of my reasons. And that was, uh, like I said, we lived on the base. So if, if I was even gardening, when the sun went down, it was time for taps to be played for the for the colors to come down, for the flag to be ceremoniously folded and retired for the evening. So If I was outside gardening and this happened, I was to stand up and I was to face the front gate of the base and put my hand on my heart until Taps was done playing. That's just it. So I got used to doing that. And I I think I'm remembering it correctly. And if I'm not remembering it correctly and there's somebody in the military out there, let me know what the correct procedure is now. Because this was golly, 30 years ago. So the procedure may have changed. But even at that, that's one, one of the two reasons that I will stand when I hear the anthem and I will put my hand over my heart. The other reason is that for even longer than I was a military wife, I was a band mom. So if you're a band mom, you're gonna, again, you're gonna stand when you hear the national anthem. It's, it's just what you do for the band to support your kid. It was already ingrained in me anyway, so I didn't have a problem doing it. So it's just what I did, and I still do it. I haven't had a reason to stop yet, so I, I'm going to continue doing it, but, you know, that's it. So I'm okay with you. Hopefully you're okay with me. No judging, no shaming. Okay. I just wanted to share that with you because I thought that was a, an interesting conversation. And, and we were, we were very uh, inebriated when we had it, but we didn't tear up the bar or anything. So, and, and the boys did understand why I am the way I am. So, and that was okay. And not all of them do stand when the anthem is played, even if they are at the live venue. And I'm good with that. I'm absolutely fine with that because I heard the reasons. So there you go. There you go. Okay, I need to give you guys another disclaimer at this point. Got to cover my big fat butt. The rest of this podcast has got to do with sex and gambling. Proceed at your own risk. 
And if you have a gambling problem, first of all, I want you to seek some professional help. I don't have a number to give you because gambling programs are different in every state and every province, wherever you might be. But seek professional help if you have a gambling problem. The other thing I want you to do if you have a gambling problem is to go ahead and turn off this podcast. So are you going to a Super Bowl party? Are you having a Super Bowl party? Are you just watching it at your house? No matter who you're hanging out with for the big game, baby, you can always do some sexy stuff without anybody being any the wiser. You can wear a butt plug. And I know this doesn't have a damn thing to do with football. It has to do with sex. That's all we need. Okay, so wear a butt plug or oh, 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 a vibrating butt plug. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or insert a remote control vibrator. And like with the vibrating butt plug and and or the vibrator, give the remote control to someone you trust. Ooh. Or if you're like me and dateless for the Super Bowl, you can use this on yourself. I may try this. Nobody has to know why I keep smiling and why my eyes keep rolling in the back of my head. (laughs) Okay, are you going to be watching the game with a G-rated crowd? Your kiddos or your parents or your the people you work with, you know, you may not want to get sexy or raunchy or, or any of that. So make your bets ahead of time. Or today's friend, use your cell phone, text back and forth, text back and forth. Okay. Now, even if your crowd is not quite G-rated, they're PG, PG PG-13, even R, chances are somebody's going to notice if you and your date start fucking on the ottoman. But now here's the question. Will the hosts, will they mind if you have a quickie somewhere? I mean, that's a legit thing. The bathroom? Don't be a bathroom hog. Uh, How about the guest bedroom? I mean, again, I personally would make my beds ahead of time or do the texting thing. But, you know, I mean, you know your situation better than I do. If, If you know that you're at, you know, you're at your parents' house and you know that the shed out back is someplace that nobody's going to go during the ball game and you want to meet your significant other out there for a quickie, do it. Okay? Just do it. Now, if you are at a party that is X-rated, basically, if you're at a party where nobody's going to blink an eye if you guys start to fuck, first question for you is where is my invitation? Hmm. No, I think it may have gotten lost in the mail. I would like to go to this party. Uh, but no, no, no. If, uh, if you are at the kind of party where nobody is going to think twice, if somebody starts fucking on the ottoman, have some swing-tastic fun and include everybody in your Super Bowl betting. Okay, now we'll we'll get to the betting here in just a second. Now, first things first is we've got to figure out which team we want to be a fan of. Most of the time, it seems like 
our teams don't make it. I mean, everybody's team can't make it to the Super Bowl, right? My team didn't, and I've got several teams that I like in the NFL, and none of them made it. That's fine. Some people don't have an NFL team, but they will pick one for the Super Bowl to root for. That's fine. Uh, If you and your significant other both support the same team, and you both support the same team in the Super Bowl, one of you is going to have to be unhappy because dun 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 now we are to the game okay super bowl sexiness this is a little game that i have come up with and it's nothing really basically it's just betting which is why i said if you have a gambling problem not to listen to this because i'm going to be talking about lots of betting you and your significant other or your date whoever whatever you've got going on here you guys need to each square off and pick a team and that you can't pick the same team. There's two teams. You each need to be on an opposing side. Okay. Now, this is this is such an easy game. This is such an easy game. So you guys are you and your significant other are squared off. One of you has the Bucks, one of you has Kansas City. Okay. What next? You bet on the simplest thing there is who wins and who loses. That's it. But now now you can be really boring, really, really boring and bet money. I mean, everybody bets money. That's what that's what all these apps do. And yeah, I've done some betting on some online gambling apps. It's fun. Sexy betting is so much more fun. If you have a sexy significant other, even if you don't, Maybe there's something, maybe there's something about them that's going to get turned on during the the, the big game or, or something. But even if you and your significant other have passed that part of your relationship where you're no longer in the honeymoon phase, as they say, you can still make a sexy bet. Just one, just on the, the outcome of the game, winner, loser. So this is the Super Bowl. This is the big game. This is the game of the year, right? So what you have to do is you have to make the bet correspondingly big and super and huge. Bring a fantasy to life. Try that. So let's say, let's say for an example, I'm going to use me and we'll just pretend I have a significant other. Okay. Which I don't or a friend with benefits one of those. I don't have any of those, but we'll pretend. Let's say that I pick Tampa Bay and my my significant other is going to choose Kansas City. If I win, I am going to choose to have sex in a public place with my significant other. That's if Tampa Bay wins. If Kansas City wins, maybe my significant other is going to want to try some bondage. Okay. Is is my significant other okay with sex in a in a public place? Yes. Okay, that bet's covered. Am I okay with bondage if I lose? Oh yeah. Okay. So now we have a bet. You can role play too. Role-playing would be great. The pissed-off owner 
of the Kansas City team, and he's the losing coach, and I'm going to take it out on him. Ooh, it's time for some disciplinary sex. So, you know, that could be something. That's a big bet. That's a big role play. Okay, so we know what the bet is now. We know what we're going to do if one of us wins and one of us loses. We've decided on uh, we've decided on who is representing what team. We've decided what the bet is. Now you guys have to decide on a deadline. So be sure you're in full agreement. Make sure there is no misunderstanding. Uh, if this bet is, let's say, whoever wins is going to want sex in a public place as their prize. If you guys have a vacation coming up, let's say in July, and you're going to be at the beach, well, (laughs) you just may have to decide to try to have sex on your balcony or on the beach or you know, something along those lines. So that could be your deadline, your deadline, if you're if you're going to have sex in a public place, and you've got a vacation coming up that you think would be a good fit with what you have bet for the Super Bowl, use that, you know, it doesn't have to be paid today. So definitely set that deadline. And it, it, it can be something that you guys look forward to for a little while. You can, you know, refer to it and kind of edge yourselves or get some props to go with it, some lingerie or some toys, you know. And if you need to get those things, well, go out and get those things. Okay, now the last thing that you have to decide for this main bet, this this whole Super Bowl sexiness thing The last thing you have to decide is penalties. If the loser doesn't pay up, if the loser doesn't pay up in a timely manner, you know, like the the time frame that you guys have decided on, if the loser just doesn't want to play the game anymore after they agreed on it, well, it's up to the winner to decide what the penalties are. You can decide on things like spankings, you know, sexy spankings. Don't don't get nasty. <laughs> you can decide that maybe maybe some corporal punishment should be involved and maybe you maybe you will spank. I don't know. Maybe you're going to punish in a different way and make the loser, since they're not paying up sexually, maybe you can make them pay up by taking care of the house or the laundry or or something else. But you guys need to decide what the penalties are going to be if the loser doesn't pay up or if the loser doesn't pay in a timely manner. Okay, so and and yeah, don't don't be mean unless it's sexy mean. Okay, now, we, we've done the big bet. We've done the big sexiness. Okay, now comes the fun part. Oh, that wasn't fun? Okay. <laughs> we've got side bets. We've got prop bets, people. I learned that term recently. I had always called them side bets, but apparently that's not 
what it's called anymore. They're prop bets. And if you can't think of some good prop bets, if you're kind of like me and you're unfamiliar with gambling and unfamiliar with NFL football for certain, Google it. Google prop bets. You can find a shit ton of them out there. I'm not kidding because I did this before I got on here. So there are literally hundreds of prop bets that you guys can choose. Let's say that I am, let's say I have a a friend with benefits, which I don't, but let's pretend that I do. And let's pretend that he and I'm going to say it's a he in this instance, uh, he and I are going to watch the Super Bowl together. And we have decided that he is for one team, I'm for another team, we've made our main bet as to who's winning and who's losing. We've, we've decided what we are betting, we're good there. So now, now I want to get down to the nitty gritty I want to start making prop bets with him. I'm going to want to bet on the coin toss. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to want to bet on that. I'm going to want to bet on if my team's quarterback throws an interception, what do I have to do? You know, am I going to be penalized for that? I wouldn't mind giving my opponent a hickey, you know, if my quarterback throws an interception. Okay. Make bets about your individual players. Like Tom and Patrick are going to be in an epic quarterback battle. So that's going to be a good one. You can you can make bets. Again, if your quarterback throws an interception, you can bet on that. You can bet on yards thrown or passing yards. I'm real good at this. Can you tell? <laughs> you can make a bet about passing yards. You can make a bet rushing yards, how many touchdowns were thrown by this quarterback, uh, how many touchdowns were received by this receiver. Uh, You can bet on what plays are going to be called. You can bet on if there's going to be an onside kick. You can bet on so many little things. You can bet on, on shit. You can bet on um, the commercials. Don't forget that the commercials are my favorite part of the Super Bowl. So bet on whether the next commercial is going to be a Budweiser commercial or a Doritos commercial. Uh, Is the next commercial going to have the Clydesdales in it? Is the next Bud commercial going to be Budweiser or Bud Light? Um, You know, you can bet about the commercials. And if you are at a party and you are making these little side bets, these little prop bets... You can make them about the party, too. That's going to bring you and your, well, me and my friend with benefits. That'll hopefully bring me and him a little bit closer together because after we leave the party, we're going to be talking about the prop bets that we made about Billy. How many times, oh, my God, can you believe how many times Billy called the ref a cunt? Oh, I'm glad I won that bet. Yeah, or... Sally got drunk by the second quarter. Yeah, you owe me a hand job, bitch. So, you know, and I, I, I say bitch very lovingly. I, uh, ooh, yeah. So decide on all that. Dis- definitely decide your big bet. And if that's the only bet you want to make, that's fine. That could be enough. You could make the prop bets things to tie in to your big bet. Let's say that you have agreed 
to your your two prizes, you know, for the the winning bet. Let's say that you you've picked sex in a public place and or or I have picked having sex in a public place if I win and my friend with benefits wants to try bondage with me if he wins. So, when we make some of these prop bets, like how many how many Budweiser commercials are going to have the Clydesdales? I'm going to pick say 5. Let's say he picks 10. And we can decide if we want to have the exact number or whoever gets closest. And let's say for the sake of argument that I win and I'm the closest because that's what we've agreed with. We can make this prop bet something having to do with both final bets. Like when we get into the final bet, I will wear a red negligee. Okay, if I win this this bet about the Budweiser Clydesdales, you can just make your prop bets little buildups to the big bet, little peripheral bets having to do with your big main bet. If a purchase needs to be made before a bet is carried out, like lingerie or sex toys or condoms or a video camera, baby. Take care of that. Choose a time frame when this has to be done. Um, and again, pay your bets. Pay your bets in full. And if there's any interest due or any penalties due, that is the, the discretion of the winner of the bet. I'm going to ask that if you lose your bets, pay in a prompt and timely manner. If you win your bets, good for you. And hopefully everybody's going to be a winner with the big game this weekend. Oh, I hope so. All right. The time has come, my babies. It's time to wrap things up for today. So have you got your pens and your paper? Because I'm about to give you all kinds of good information. Okay. My website is slutradio.fun. And this is where you're going to find all of my podcasts. You'll have some ways to get in touch with me and some links. If you're old school and want to send me an email, my email is slutradio69 at gmail.com. Be sure and follow me on Twitter at slutradio1, the number one, and my DMs are open, so contact me that way if you are part of the new generation and do things different than I do. (laughs) All right, my Instagram is slut underscore radio. My Snapchat is all one word. It's just slutradio. My Facebook is still down for the count right now. I don't know when that's going to be back up. I will keep you informed on that. Be sure and go to Patreon and choose the incentive that you would most like to have and sign up. It's patreon.com backslash slut radio. And my last reminder is don't forget to find me on Full Swap Radio. That's Full Swap Radio. Radio, F-U-L-L-S-W-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. 
www.slutradio.com. Look for Slut Radio there and pick out another podcast because some of these podcasts are really good. You'll, I think if you've enjoyed me, you'll enjoy some of these others. Uh, be sure and join me on Tuesday. I will have something fresh and exciting prepared for you. Or maybe we'll have some party leftovers and talk about some uh, Super Bowl sexiness. So I will see you then, my babies. Bye-bye.